If you'd asked me four years ago if I would ever have a conversation like I'm having today with my son, I don't know that I would have believed you. But times change, people can change, and if there's one thing I want to give other adoptive parents today is hope. There's hope if you just hang in there, and as you're going to see in this episode, if you can get tools that uh, your child will embrace, then there's the possibility that they can turn their behavior and then turn their life around. That's something that I'll talk about a lot on stream because I know I have a lot of young kids that watch me. I don't try to, you know, be a therapist, but I'll make comments because I'll see some things that kids say in chat and I'll be like, you know, hey, do you really think about that? Are you going to think about, you know, how that's going to affect you or how that's going to, how it's going to, you know, affect your life in the future? Things like that. Hi, neighbor. Welcome to Anchors of Encouragement. I'm Tim Maudlin, husband, adoptive parent, Bible class teacher, and the persistent encourager. Did you finally realize your dream of having a family only to have your happily ever after turn into a nightmare? Have you ever been told you're failing your kids? Life can be tough. Storms in life are inevitable, but there are ways to remain anchored when life knocks the wind out of you. In Anchors of Encouragement, my mission is to throw adoptive parents a lifeline and be your anchor, to teach you biblical solutions for modern day problems so that you can weather the storms of life too. If you're ready for real and raw talk that leads to peace beyond comprehension so you not only survive but thrive in life's storms, this podcast is for you. Hope and healing are on the way. Hi neighbor. I have a special guest I would like to introduce to you today. It's my son, Johnny. You've heard some of his story, but today you're going to get to hear it from him. As you know from previous episodes, uh, he was in a residential treatment place for six months. That wasn't an easy time for him. It wasn't an easy time for the family. But during his time away from us, he learned some things about his adoption trauma that have helped him to figure out ways to deal with it. And he's learned some tools that he's he puts into practice on a, a daily basis. And we're going to talk about one of those tools today. It's called 10-10-10. And rather than me trying to explain it, he's going to be on here with me to explain it to you. So, Johnny, it's good to have you. I'm glad you're with us today. Thank you. So, uh, with 10-10-10, that was one of the big tools that we learned there that they really tried to drive in us was I don't want to necessarily say preached it at us but it, it was one that we definitely were reminded about every single day like when I first got there we got assigned into these groups right off the bat I got assigned in into probably one of the best groups there were and they were some of the more mature kids there and I was sitting down talking with one of the one of the kids in that group that night, and that was one of the first things that he told me to start utilizing. And I was like, okay, but what does it mean? And he was like, think about what you're going to do and how is it going to affect you, you know, 10 hours from now, 
10 weeks from now, 10 years from now? And is it really worth it? That's always been, you know, from that point on for the rest of the time I was there, that was always something I thought about or something I used to help me get through that program itself. I still use it to this day. I have it tattooed on my wrist so that way, you know, I can look at it to remind myself about it because sometimes, you know, with work, I'll get, I'll get carried away and I'll have to look at it and be like, all right, step back, breathe, you know. Well, has it been an easy thing to implement in your life? Definitely not. But for someone like me, you know, with, with all the issues that I have, it makes it harder for me to try to change right on the dime. So having to try to implement that super quick definitely wasn't easy but the older i get the more you know the more i start realizing how important it really is and like i said that's why i ended up getting it tattooed on my wrist because i realized how important it actually is and how much i need to remind myself about it yeah now for the listeners if you don't remember the story uh, you were 17 when you went into treatment and you're 21 now and this is something that I wasn't aware of 10, 10, 10. I mean, your mother and I instilled in you values to help you to learn how to conduct yourself, but we never really heard of that one. And I'm wondering, looking back, had you had something like that to fall back on and to put into practice, if that might have helped you a little bit uh, during your early teen years? I don't know if that's the case or not, but I've wondered that as I've thought back on this because... You know, we were trying different things to parent you for whatever reason, you know, the things we were trying weren't working, but it seems like when you discovered this uh, simple step that it resonated with you and helped you to see things a little bit differently. So can you explain why that clicked with you and maybe the things that mom and I tried with you didn't? Well, I think hearing it from somebody, you know, because I was always around, regardless of what I was involved with, I was always around great-minded Christian kids that, you know, were great influences on me. But I think hearing it from somebody my age who is involved with things which, for me to think about being crazier than I was involved with at the time was mind-blowing. Like hearing some of the things these these kids at this place were doing and did uh, was just you know very sobering for me I think hearing that explained to me from one of them was really what did it because I realized okay these kids are exactly like me well you know not exactly but very close very similar to me yeah they had similar similar behaviors that that you did. You know, we didn't know what the the whole concept of adoption trauma was until uh, you went there. And as it was being explained to us, we understood a lot more about why you were acting the way you were. And then, as you said, when we were hearing the stories from other families, and we won't get into details with those people, there was a, a confidentiality agreement that we all are abiding by. And so I'm not going to get into details and neither will Johnny, but let's just say that um, you were in a lot of ways on the mild 
case as opposed to some of these folks there in but this 10 10 10 uh idea it really i've seen you put it in, into practice and let's just parse it out explain it out step by step again i know you you've already kind of said what it, it does but let's just uh let's just role play here uh think of something and we don't have to get necessarily specific but think of something that you're challenged with and or uh, we can get specific let's because one of the things that you know we've talked about is honesty okay and when there were times you weren't honest with us think about right before you're speaking we ask you a question and you're tempted to lie to us about it think about how you would put 10 10 10 into play with that okay does that make sense yeah and with something like that you would just you know how is this going to play out you know when when they figure out that i that i lied how how am i going to get punished how long am i going to get punished you know you got it it makes you think into the future and think about how what you're about to do is going to impact your life or impact you know something you're doing you think you just think ahead okay because you know something like telling the truth you might be able to get away with it for 10 minutes, 10 hours, 10 days, you know, 10 weeks, but eventually you're going to be found out. I remember one of the the questions that we were taught to ask you when you did something, we would say, well, how's that working out for you? When you didn't tell the truth, how did that work out for you? (laughs) Nine times out of 10, never good. So, you know, putting 10, 10, 10 into play, forces you to hesitate before you you do something that you might later regret correct yeah absolutely okay so you you have to hesitate and then if you start to process things when i've seen you put it, actually use it then i i can tell that it's helping you to it's helping you to make your behavior uh, or be accountable for your behavior i guess that's a better way to say it you're more accountable for uh, for your behavior now, I think we can talk about this without, uh, you know, naming names of anybody. But give me a recent example uh, when you've interacted with people and you might have gotten upset. We've talked about this recently where you've gotten upset with somebody. And how did you uh, put 10, 10, 10 into play for that? Um, here recently, I've been getting really frustrated with... Uh... The listeners definitely don't know this, but I play uh, a video game competitively. And one of my teammates with the organization that I play for um, has not been playing well recently. And me and a couple of the other members were talking about possibly kicking them out. And I had to think about, you know, okay, if I do that, how long is it going to be before... I, I find somebody that, you know, can fill in for him. How long until I can find somebody that, you know, can permanently stay with us. Somebody that can vibe as well as he does with us. I, I know that comparatively that's something minor, but it's, it's an, also an example of once you start using that, you, the tools like that, you start using it in every little thing. Yeah, you can use it in, with uh, any scenario you might have in life, any situation. 
it's not just for uh, behaviors that are negative necessarily. There can be a a good option presented to you, and there could be a better option presented to you, or a best option. And if you if you hit the pause button for a second and go through the ten ten ten, you might actually choose the best option. So that's it's just one of those tools that can really be impactful once you have hardwired it into your your brain and you can start to use it. Now, that wasn't the one I was thinking about. I was thinking about where you were upset with some folks that were doing something they shouldn't be doing and you just removed yourself from the situation if I if I'm remembering right, is that correct? Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, so I mean, that's where you realize that if you got upset instead of blowing up or saying something you might regret, you were able to go through 10, 10, 10 and says, you know, I just need to step away for a little bit. Using something like that just shows how far you've come because prior to going into treatment, uh, you weren't doing that. I'm seeing growth in you that now you're able to take these tools and, and put them into practice you know, I'm seeing a big change into you and mom and I are proud of you for starting to do that because that's, that shows that you've, you've taken the things that you've been through seriously and now you are starting to, to use them and you're even considering like with this person in your, you game with, you're considering the person's feelings too. So, you know, that's, that's something that's really uh, commendable that I'm glad you're taking these tools or this tool in particular and using it. Yeah, it's definitely something that, like I, like I said, it's not easy to implement at first, but once you do, you start realizing how much, how much of an impact that some of those tools that we learn there actually have. Yeah. And you don't have the perspective of decades like uh, your mother and I do, uh, since we're a whole lot older than you. But when you I typically, got two under my belt. Well, I know you got two, but you don't have six. So. <laughs> Um, the thing about that is when you use 10, 10, 10, how far do you typically think ahead? Do you actually go 10 years from now or do you take it more like 10 months or 10 weeks? How do you, how far in the, to the future do you try to foresee when you use this? It, it all depends on the situation, honestly. Um, depends how serious what I'm about to do is. Kind of things like that. You also have to take that into account. You kind of have to assess your situation too. Generally, it's not something I can just, I, I don't automatically think of a certain time frame. I just kind of assess it by situation. Okay. If that well, makes sense. Yeah, it does. I mean, because everything is it's situational. I mean, there's some, some things that you can uh, participate in that they might have immediate consequences. There's other things that, could have consequences down the road and some things unfortunately can have lifelong consequences. So, um, well, I'll give you, I'll give you two quick examples of like different time frames that I've worked with. Okay. Like the, the other day I was exhausted from work. I'd been up for like probably 36 hours straight, no sleep in between shifts. And, you know, I was chugging energy drinks and I was on my probably fourth Red Bull. And I, I was getting ready to crack open another monster. And I was like, okay, how is that going to make me feel tomorrow morning when I wake up from actually sleeping? That's a little, 
small time frame, how's that, how's that going to affect me tomorrow? And how's that going to affect me the rest of the day? Small little thing like that. And then, you know, situations where I was looking at getting a house instead of an apartment up here. And I thought, okay, well, how's that going to affect me when I'm having, you know, deal with it 10 months from now, 10 years from now? That makes sense. That makes sense. Uh, yeah, you just, I, what I wonder on this is since you now have this that you've been using for years, and as you said, you have a, have it tattooed on your wrist. Does it help to, and I want to use the word trigger in a right, in a positive way, because I think there can be positive triggers because you've been using this for a, quite a while now, because you have it tattooed on your wrist. Do you automatically go to that? Is it, does an activity or a decision you might be making, does it automatically trigger your response to go to 10, 10, 10? A lot of the time, yes. Um, there are still quite a few instances where I kind of just will do things without thinking about it. And a lot of that, it's not like, you know, destructive things. I do want to point that out. It's just, you know, like impulse stuff. Like, you know, I'll, I'll go clothes shopping and I'll, I'll impulsively buy something that I'll wear once and never touch it again. So, but no, with, with more serious things, uh, yes, my mind all does always go to that, okay. but. Yeah, like I said, with some of the small things like that, not necessarily, but with the things that matter more, absolutely. I guess, you know, as I think through this and we're talking through this, the thing that mom and I always tried to teach you and your brother was before you do something, take a deep breath. Now, we weren't saying 10, 10, 10, but really in a lot of respects, we were. We, we weren't applying the whole idea of how is this going to impact you, you know, 10 minutes, 10 months, 10 weeks, 10 years down the road. But if you do take a deep breath, that can start to put you into that. Okay. I better think before I act. I know one of the things that was a challenge parenting you had a lot of impulses. I'm glad to hear that this technique that you you're using is helping you to, you know, really fight against those impulses. Does that make sense? Yeah, 100%. this has been helpful. And I hope people listening to this, parents who have adoptive kids that maybe haven't, maybe they're looking for ways to help their, their children to navigate some of these difficult years, that this is one of the tools that is very helpful and can really get you onto a path of having behavior that's more acceptable because, you know, just to be honest, there's good behavior and bad behavior, and this is a tool that can help you to have better behavior. Now, each episode, I try to uh, end with a daily doable. And so what would be your first thing for folks listening to this? What would you say to implement this? What would you, you tell them to do for their daily doable? Just start thinking and assessing a situation before you go into it and think about how that's going to affect you. And you don't have to specifically, you know, use 10 or, you know, think about how that's going to affect you, you know, weeks, months, years from now. Say, is this going to be worth it? Is it going to play out the way I expect it to? Perfect. I think that's good. And you know, the thing that I'm hearing you talk about this today that I'm liking as a parent is that, 
you have used this for yourself, you're now starting to apply it as how you interact with others. I apply it um, to others um, because, as you know, I'm I'm a Twitch streamer as well. That's something that I'll talk about a lot on stream because I know I have a lot of young kids that watch me. I don't try to, you know, be a therapist, but I'll make comments because I'll see some things that kids say in chat and I'll be like, you know, hey, do you really think about that? Are you going to think about, you know, how that's going to affect you or how that's going to, how it's going to, you know, affect your life in the future? Things like that. That's good. Well, and, and as difficult as these years have been for you and us, I am seeing a silver lining. I think if this can help you to not only help yourself, but it can help others, then it's it's something that um, you should be an evangelist for this because I think it, you can help a lot of people. So I want to thank you for being on here with me, and I hope everybody will take to heart what you're what you talked about here because it can be it can be something that can turn some negative situations into positive ones, and it can help you to be more productive and um, a more positive person in society. So thanks, Johnny, for being here. Thank you for having me. As I said before the episode began, I wasn't sure this conversation was even possible four years ago. It wasn't possible four years ago. But I'm thankful that today, this is something that my son and I can talk about and talk about openly and honestly. And I thought it would be good for you to hear from him and have him tell you what has worked for him. This 10-10-10 approach is an effective tool that adoptive parents can use to parent. And get your child to listen to this episode because if they hear it from him, chances are it will resonate. That's what happened with my son. He heard it from someone else, someone in his own peer group. It certainly made a difference in him accepting it, embracing it, and turning it into a practice. That's all for this episode. I want to thank you for joining me. Until next time, this is Tim encouraging you to do what you can now. If this podcast has given you the courage and confidence to face storms in your life, the number one way you can thank me is to leave a written review on Apple Podcasts. Tell a friend about the show. Take a screenshot of this episode and share it in your Instagram stories and tag me at Tim Maudlin. You can also connect with me in my Facebook group, Anchors of Encouragement. So until next time, this is Tim encouraging you to do what you can now.